I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is an All Bad Things mini-sode. Yes. Um, thanks. Big shout out to um, Jen and Lindsay of Corpus Delecti for um, inspiring this. You can actually hear this mini-sode along with ones from multiple other podcasters on their special Halloween podcast. So be sure to listen to Corpus Delecti. They're pretty awesome. Yes, they're pretty funny. I, I did listen to them for the first time the other day, and it's they're 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 definitely good. Yes. And like again, true crime is not necessarily my thing, but but they're they make it fun. Yeah. They, so, they, they make they make murder and crime fun. <laughs> make it fun again. Yes. Make murder and crime fun again. Yeah, and it was really nice of them to inc- include us because we're not true crime podcasters. True. So we're kind of skirting the line today between true crime and a bad thing. Yes. In our in our minisode. A bad true crime. There you go. Well, aren't they all bad? <laughs> yes, yes, they are. <laughs> so today's Halloweeny sode bad thing <laughs> is the death of Yoshihiro Hattori. So on October seventeenth. 1992, Yoshihiro Hattori was shot to death while trying to attend a Halloween party. Hence the Halloween connection. Yes. Okay. So you were saying this sounded kind of familiar to you? The name, Yoshihiro Hattori? It does, but I play a lot of video games. (laughs) So maybe you just saw uh, a name similar to that in the credits? (laughs) Probably three quarters of the games that I've played are coming from Japanese developers. So yeah, I'm sure sure somebody uh, in the video game world has that same name. Yeah. So, Yoshihiro Hattori was a 16-year-old foreign exchange student staying in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes it even worse. (laughs) That he was staying in Baton Rouge? No, that he was a foreign exchange student. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) I've never never been to Baton Rouge, so I can't say anything positive or negative about it. Yeah, same here. I'm going to guess it's humid there. Yes. Uh, On the bayou sort of thing. That that would be a negative. Yeah. But uh, I've I've never actually been to... uh, the city itself. Gotcha. Maybe one of these days. New Orleans is coming before Baton Rouge, for sure. Yeah. So, Yoshihiro was from Nagoya, Japan, and was doing his exchange through the American Field Service program. Uh, he received a scholarship from the Morita Foundation to study in America. He was a middle child in his family, outgoing, played rugby, loved fishing. So, just kind of a... Just normal 16-year-old yeah, kid. Yeah, fun, fun 16-year-old kid. Um, And he had come to the U.S. to study in August of 92. So he was killed October 17th, 92. So it was just a couple months in. And we are roughly the same age at this time period. I was 15 when this happened. Okay, yeah. So he's just a little older than you. Yeah. Yeah. So Yoshihiro was staying with the Haymaker family of Baton Rouge, which is kind of an awesome name. It is. The Haymakers. It, it, is, it is also... The, a punch, the, right? Yes. It's also the name of a very good punch in a hockey fight. Oh, okay. A haymaker. <laughs> are haymakers common in a Donnybrook? They are, yes. <laughs> yes. You can't have a Donnybrook without a couple of haymakers thrown <laughs> in there. Um, so his homestay brother, which is like the son in the family that he was staying in, sure. uh, was Webb Haymaker. And... <laughs> Web Haymaker. Web I know. Haymaker. It's about as southern a name as you could figure. Like, Web Haymaker of Baton Rouge this, makes this, complete uh, sense. Yeah, this sounds like some old money people. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so Yoshihiro and Webb were invited to a Halloween party on October 17th, 1992. That's, that's really early for a Halloween party. It is party. a little bit. It's a couple weeks early, yeah. right? But Like, I could see it. Like, there's all sorts of Halloween stuff going on this weekend. But yeah. But it's... it's what, three days before Halloween? So that, that makes sense. Like right now. Yeah, it's yeah. the weekend before Halloween. So yeah. yeah. Um, 
uh, but this this party was specifically organized for Japanese foreign exchange students. So maybe they oh. were just doing it kind of the month of or okay. earlier on to kind of um, make people feel more welcome. I don't know. Maybe there was a reason for it. But did you notice we just passed the 25th anniversary of this incident? Because this was we October did. 17th. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, so they w- were both dressed up. In their Halloween costumes, Yoshi- Yoshihiro was dressed as John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, the white jacket and everything. <laughs> yeah, this was this was at a time, like, kind of now, how you're seeing, like, the 80s coming yes, back. Uh-huh. I, I, rem- I mean, I, I grew up in the 90s, mm-hmm. so there was a definite... Um, 70s appeal the retro period during the yeah. 90s yes, yes there was yes. i remember like the um smiley face and big flowers were in yeah. like the early 90s I, I, yeah. I do believe i either uh purchased from a thrift store or had from a friend i did have a uh, a butterfly collar shirt did you point. yes i did <laughs> what was the pattern on the shirt uh it was probably something horrid looking <laughs> like most 70s shit. it right? probably looked like an explosion of flowers and <laughs> And uh, orange and yeah, pink, odd colors that purple. really, really do not clash well together. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, let's put that on a shirt. No, they do clash well together. That's or the they, yes, yes, <laughs> they do. They do clash well together. But yes, I, I did own one. Who knows? I could still have it in a box somewhere. Yeah. So Webb was dressed as some sort of, it was kind of hard to nail down, but some sort of like zombie or mummy. He had like bandages wrapped up on him. And he well, was the mummy. Yeah. Yeah. He was wearing a neck brace, but that actually wasn't part of the um, costume. He actually had previously sustained a neck injury. Okay. So anyway. Um, he, so, could, he could have just gone as a person who previously sustained a neck injury. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> or as someone who was litigating people, like, yeah. <laughs> pretending to have a neck yeah. injury, like the guy in Brady Bunch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Yoshihiro and Webb arrived at the party, or at least they thought they did. They actually arrived at the wrong house. They got the address mixed up. It was, okay. like, a similarly named street, similar number, something like that. And the house was decorated for Halloween. So there was kind of no reason for them to not think they were at the right place. So they park and um, went up to the door and rang the doorbell. Um, so they had mistakenly gone to the home of Bonnie and Rodney Piers. Okay. And when the doorbell rang, Bonnie looked out the side door to see who was at the front door. And she noticed Webb wearing a neck brace and saw bandages and mm-hmm. thought they were like involved in some sort of accident or something. Oh, um, okay. There's also accounts later that Bonnie told police that she thought Yoshihiro was Mexican. So there's some, it's possible and it's certainly speculated that there, and this is Baton Rouge, and this is the South, that there was some racism at play. This is also 1992. Yes, it is. Um, so. So it's, it's 25 years ago, racism. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> just imagine what it looked like now. For her own reasons, whatever they were, Bonnie was frightened of these two people at her front door. If John Travolta came to my door, I'd be rather excited. (laughs) Even if he was Mexican? Even if he was Mexican. Well, Uh, maybe not today, because John Travolta, we've since learned, is a a pretty crazy, is not pretty. He is a crazy person. Yeah, kind of. But uh, in 1992, I would have been excited if John Travolta showed up at my door. Asian, Mexican, (laughs) black, whatever. So, um, 
Bonnie closed the door, the side door that she was looking out, locked it, and told her husband Rodney to get his gun. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So we know where this is headed, right? Yeah. I kind of knew where it was headed right when you were saying they went to the wrong house. So Yoshihiro and Webb had actually given up. No one was answering the door. They were walking back to their car. When Rodney came out of their carport, pointed a 44 Magnum revolver with a laser pointer to at, directly at Yoshihiro, and he yelled, freeze. Okay. Yoshihiro stepped forward and said, we're here for the party. Um, Webb saw the gun, like yelled out a warning to Yoshihiro, but the thing is, Yoshihiro was only in America for a couple of months. He didn't speak English very well. Um, there's not the same gun culture or fear of weapons in Japan that there is in America. So basically, like, there's a language barrier. There's a cultural yeah. barrier. Um, and he also may have thought it was some sort of prank or something because he, like, oh, they didn't answer their doorbell and now they're, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, he's. he's and he's, he's 16. Yeah, I mean, he's just. He's probably confused with like yeah. a dash, a dash of naive. Yeah, you know, because you're 16, you know. Yes. And yeah. And so, and and also, like, if you're you don't have a great command on the English language, what does freeze mean? You know. Yeah, and I'm not, I, and I only speak on this because I read World War Z. Okay. Um, and if you haven't out there and you're listening, read that book. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. But what they mention, part of that story takes place um, with a Japanese person. Okay. In, part of it in the Japanese culture in the, I don't know if it's this way or not, mm-hmm. but in the book, it kind of, it kind of leads you to believe that there really is no gun, gun culture in Japan. Right. It's not, like it's, uh, it's just right. not, it's just I'm, not a thing. There. Exactly. I'm not sure of their legality of, yeah, owning I have guns, no idea about that, but I think you're absolutely right that it's not a thing. Yeah. Like to be sec- there's no second amendment, you know, basically like thing. Culture. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be, I mean, it is a, a free nation, so I guess I wouldn't be surprised if you can have guns, but it just doesn't just seem to a, be a, a mm-hmm. thing there. Like, right. It's just uh, not. So Yoshi had stepped forward and was like, oh, we're here for the party. And so Rodney did what, exactly what you would expect, like this 30 year old Baton Rouge guy to do. Yoshi was about five feet in front of him, and he oh, shot him. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Shot him point blank. With a fucking forty-four Magnum at In that. his chest. Oh, it went through his left lung. Yeah. Um, Rodney ran back into his house, closed the door. Webb ran next door for help, and uh, Yoshihiro Hattori died in the ambulance a few minutes later from blood I'm, loss. I'm surprised he didn't die right away. No, it was I mean, blood that's, loss, yeah. That's freak- well, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about guns, but what I do know is like a forty-four Magnum has like a reputation for it'll blow a freaking hole in a door, yeah. and it's a, and it's a handgun. Yeah. So, um, bon- Bonnie and Rodney Pierce did not come out of their house for forty minutes until the police <laughs> arrived. Then what is the point of having? Okay. Uh, I know. Uh, okay. Let's not get too far into yeah. this. This is a mini sode. I know, but it's still, <laughs> but still, you have a gun for your protection. I you, know. you just used it, and now you're so scared you run back inside. That and, doesn't and make any sense thing. to me. Why didn't you just stay in your fucking house in the to first begin place? With. Yeah. If you they were, so. were leaving, they were walking yeah. away. Call the cops if you're scared. Yeah. Why are you charging out of your house with a gun, you fucking moron? Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's gonna. So, be, it's, it's, if this was a longer episode, we'd delve, oh, we would we would so delve get into, into it, into but we're that. not going to get into it. So, at first, the local police actually only briefly questioned Rodney Pierce and didn't charge him with anything. 
Um, they said he was, quote, within his rights in shooting the trespasser. So authorities were then pressured by the governor of Louisiana, Edwin Edwards, kind of a great name. Edwin Edwards. <laughs> yeah. And the New Orleans Japanese consul, Yasuhiro Hamada. I, and um, I would think probably some people in the Japanese government as well. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. He was a consulate. So oh, yes. okay. well, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so they convened a grand Duh. jury and they indicted um, Pierce on manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, no. I mean, I get not murder mm-hmm. because it does seem like he was afraid and probably the standing. Stupidly is afraid. And that's yes. exactly what happened. So yeah. he invoked the so-called castle doctrine. Sure. Basically stand your ground. Yeah. In which obviously you can just fucking shoot, just fucking shoot anybody. Yeah, and whatever. yeah. He said he was reasonably fearful for his life. Um, he testified that he was quote scared to death. Well, of I, people walking away from his house. What the fuck? And you know what? And and I mean, here's the thing. I I kind of believe him. Oh no, because no. because I agree he because he, he went back honest. into his house for yeah. another forty minutes and didn't come out. Right, exactly. Cops, you know. I agree. I think he's right. The problem is the culture of fear in America. But right. let's the, keep yeah, going. The problem yeah. is his reaction to that fear was, was, so was, was not right. So, exactly. Um, so And he said that he was scared to death and he, quote, had no choice but to shoot him. <laughs> like, did. what? Yeah, you totally did. So in his view of things, Hattori's movements had been erratic. And he remembered Hattori laughing, which... Maybe he did, but he was like, hey, we're here for the party. Yeah, and he's a 16-year-old kid with his friend. Yeah. Also... And it might be, I mean, this is, I don't know if they do Halloween in Japan or not, so the odds are this is probably his first experience with it, and he's probably just having fun with it. Maybe. You know? Um, Also, as Doug Moreau, the um, district attorney, pointed out, he's like, this was a 16-year-old, 130-pound kid. You are a (laughs) six-foot, two-inch-tall, grown-ass man. Yeah. Um, a gun wouldn't have been necessary. Yeah. At all. No, it was it was just so. So Pierce cried several times while he was testifying and said at one point, quote, I want Yoshi's parents to understand that I'm sorry for everything, end quote. And he also said to the police when questioned, boy, I messed up. I made a mistake. Okay. So he was kind of admitting. Seems like he, he's owning up to it. Yes, yes. Um... Uh, and but the defense maintained that Pierce reacted reasonably to his wife Bonnie's panicked reaction, and Bonnie herself testified at one point, saying, "Quote: There was no thinking involved. I wish I could have thought. If I could have just thought." That I'm gonna guess that's every day in Bonnie's life. <laughs> well, that's the and, thing. And, and, just, and, in, and in Pierce's they life, just just reacted. That's it was sheer reaction, no thought whatsoever. Um, so it was a seven-day trial, and they found Pierce, what do you think? Not guilty. <laughs> of course. Not guilty. And uh, so, but of course, Yoshihiro Hattori's parents oh, a sued, civil suit. yes, filed yes. a civil suit, um, and they were awarded $650,000 in damages, only $100,000 of which have actually been paid out yeah. by an insurance policy. Yeah. Um, and the Hattori's used a lot of that money to fund U.S. gun control groups. So they're actually wow. advocates for gun control. And a lot of it also mobilized a lot of Japanese citizens to get involved in American gun control. 
Interesting. Uh, because there were also... <laughs> Good luck with that, Jeff. Well, here's citizens. the thing. There was also... It, it was at a time where there had also been several other instances of Japanese citizens or Japanese Americans being shot, or violence against oh, Japanese okay. and Japanese Americans. Several notable cases, so... Um, and it really damaged the United States reputation in the eyes of Japan as being a sick society, which you're not wrong, Japan. We are pretty sick. <laughs> the, uh, apparently two atom bombs didn't convince them of that. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're sick motherfuckers. So, I would have thought that they would have had that thought in 1945. Well. And maybe they did. Maybe they just reiterated <gasps> it. In 2012, so 20 years after, Yoshihiro's mother, Miko Hashitori, said... I've been observing American society for the past 20 years. The ongoing situation there has been incomprehensible to Japanese. I want to encourage more ways to adopt gun control. So that's our, our bright and cheery story. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> yes. uh, do yourself a favor, and if you're Asian, do not dress as John Travolta. <laughs> Apparently, just, that's like a especially if you're in Especially if you're in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Ugh. And so. don't just don't dress as John Travolta anyway. Unless you're going to dress as John Travolta from Battlefield Earth, because that looked That would be cool. epic. That would be epic. Oh, if, yeah. you, if you could pull that off. <laughs> if you can pull that off, go for it. Other than that, just don't associate yourself with John Travolta in any way. <laughs> for all bad things, I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.